Hi, welcome to Minutes with Mahoney. Thank you for being here. Baby girl has been trying to find something to record, but I've not gotten like the release to do it. But today I did. I really think my creative process is so weird. I could just be doing the most random thing, and then boom, something. <laughs> so uh, I was. I've been watching a show on Netflix called Never Have I Ever. It's really good. You should really watch it. Yeah. So. Today's episode, rather the one I just came from watching, was Davy finds out. Spoiler alert, season two. Yeah, at some point, Davy thinks she's crazy, and it's just mostly because of what people have been saying around her. And then finally, her mom said it in an outburst of rage because of something Davy had done. Now, if you know Davy, you'd, you'd understand the mom was not bonkers for saying something like that, but it really broke Davy. And so now she's back in her. I don't know if she's a therapist or psychologist or something that, that woman she sees yeah who helps her analyze her thoughts and stuff and so Davy's talking to her and the woman starts talking to her about something called psychosomatic weakness where where you 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 get a physical what is it called like a so what happened to Davy after her dad died that's that's in season one she became paralyzed for like four months or something I don't know if it's four months or one year and when she started healing from it she all of a sudden was not paralyzed anymore and so she's trying to to the counselor or whoever is trying to explain to her how our mental state can actually even go to the extent of manifesting physically and something like that so she felt stuck she felt like she couldn't move and so her body displayed that through that (sighs) so um this is going to be a very deep episode or rather just stuff i never thought i'd say so I'll start off with this first. So um, I think last year, I'm not allowed to talk about that. Okay, fine. So I can't give that example. The Holy Spirit has refused. But um, so as I was watching Devi, I remembered some point in 2019. My friends and I were coming from uh, from a night vigil in church, and we got robbed. It was a very it was a very harrowing experience. Looking back, probably we should not have left at three, but we we left. So this is my side of the story. We left that early because many of us had class at eight. We were all in uni. And so we were like, if we stay here till six, we will not sleep. And when we go to, some of us had like full days of class. Like all my friends were in law school. I was not in law school, but I had a heavy bunch of classes on Saturday. And so I couldn't afford to be sleepy. And I had like nine hours of class that Saturday. So I decided to go home and we got robbed. And so in the process of getting robbed, um, we ran into a flat right opposite mine and the people living there we saw them switch on their lights we could hear them talking inside their houses some even peeked out of their windows and they watched us get robbed at knife point it was brutal um it was just horrific and one of the things that because um after it happened i went in and knocked on my my mother's door because even our gate was not open and one of the things that my mother said was Oh, so it was you girls who were screaming outside and I guess I never really dealt with how how badly that experience was for me it's it's a lot of stuff I can't talk about but the next day we had to go and file a report at the police station because we lost our phones and some of us lost our IDs and just make a statement and then when we went to make it the person who was in charge they they couldn't there was a couple of men one of them was really kind of like the head guy was really kind and he believed us but the other two were like you want to tell us that was chenakama nini i'm speaking swahili 
kesha. So now in English, what that means is you want us to believe that girls who look like you had gone for a night vigil, a prayer meeting. Just tell us the truth, you'd gone out clubbing and that's how you got robbed. And I sat there and I watched this man. I'm already reeling from the... I've not slept because we got robbed in the morning. So we've not slept, we couldn't sleep and one of us had to be taken to hospital. So we ended up in the hospital in the morning hours and then in the mid-morning hours we went to, co- to the cops. And so you're looking at this bunch of men telling you that where you are is not where you are because girls that look like you don't attend prayer meetings. And we left, we went to go to my mentor's um, gym to go tell him what happened. And um, we were so tired at that point. We took several mats, we went to his bathroom, like because the gym has toilets, a washroom. And we put the mats down and we just slept. Yeah, and then we went back home to whatever drama we were going to find at home. Now, I remember that semester, because I think we, we got robbed at the beginning of my semester. That was the most reckless semester of my life, till date. Till date. I remember I did not give a shit about school. I did not care. Now, for people who know me, school is very important to me. And also at that point, we were not in a position to pay school fees for me to go to uni. So me being in uni was a privilege as it is. Now you picture you living out your dream and then something happens and all of a sudden it doesn't mean anything. So it was that reckless. So I'd get into class and we were given an assignment that counts for like half your grade and I wouldn't do it. We would get cards and I wouldn't show for my card. I'd just go sit in some library or something. Guys would call me and they're like, Hey, Salome, Maze, we had a card. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And they'd ask me, you mean you knew and you didn't show up? I was like, yeah, what does a grade mean? And I'd just walk away. I'd be in class and she's asking me a question and I'm looking at them like their foreheads and I just walk out and go. I was so reckless. I think I made a couple of enemies that semester. But what was happening inside was that I was reeling from that experience, the trauma of it. And being, uh, what is it called, and just hearing people in my church talk shit about it because then it became a thing. Oh, Muliskia, Kuna, Waschana, Wali, Toka, Church, Asubui, Wakamok, Tembea, Usiku, Lekato, Alkwana, Fkiria, Nini, just a lot of trash talking. One of the leaders in my church called me and they were like, You know what? I'm really sorry about what happened, but next time try not to leave church that early. I was like, Ah, okay, good for you, thank you. For the most part, what we got was correction about it. Nobody asked how we were dealing with it. Nobody asked how it was to to face rape and being threatened that you're going to be stabbed and watching adults not help you because, yeah, it was, it was a lot. And watching Devi ask this woman about how she's reacting to the death of her dad and how all these all these scenarios and incidents she's been having have just been her way of dealing with her trauma had me had me seeing that many people when you feel like they're acting out or people let's say you were in a relationship with someone and then just all of a sudden they flipped and they changed and whatever mattered to them doesn't matter anymore it had me seeing that many times that's how we deal with the trauma or the hurt it's that you need to be reckless in almost equal measure to equalize what it is you're feeling inside or what you feel was done to you. So like for me, I needed to do something on the extreme of how I was feeling inside about my violation of my safety and being alone in dealing with that situation. 
and not having somebody who'd actually care to ask me how i was doing concerning it and how i was dealing with the trauma of being scared to have anyone within 10 feet of me because all of it could be the midday but i'd be looking over my shoulder to see if somebody's following me and if i feel like you're behind me i'd step aside let you walk so that i could walk behind you or go walk on the side of the road where sorry about the noise where there's nobody so i don't have to worry about me getting mugged or me being harassed by someone surprisingly watching Davy had me understand a fallout I had with someone in my life where I couldn't get why you would throw away something that meant so much to you but now I get it it's cause of things you've not dealt with and you felt like you needed to destroy something in equal measure cause that other loss didn't make sense to you or that hurt and so you want to damage something that makes sense to you for whatever reason i don't even get why we do that because you end up being the same person who's hurt by that decision but trauma doesn't make sense and i'm learning also that people deal with their traumas the way that they know how to and especially if you've lived in an african or east asian community we're not taught how to deal with trauma you're not taught how to process grief how to process loss how to process violation of security because the basic idea is that you're alive good another day above ground is good enough is good reason for you to be happy to be thankful but what if what if inside you you're you're broken like like nobody's business you know no one teaches you how to process that and so many of us end up damaging relationships you you just flip out at home you become violent you start drinking you become an addict or you just go become a prostitute for no reason you could have everything but you just want to go do something so destructive something that makes you feel how you feel inside and today i got it today i stopped judging people in my lives in my lives i feel like i have nine in my life who i feel like should not have made the decisions they made because it's like bro don't you see that the decision you've made is going to cost you everything that you've traded you've traded this beautiful thing for this for what we don't even see to be worth it but that's their way of dealing and i can't sit and tell you that how you're dealing with your situation is wrong because i i was willing to throw my schooling off the rack like just completely throw it out because of how i was feeling inside and watching davy rant and almost just break down i realized that even i've not dealt with it fully i i kind of got used to i kind of got used to being scared i got used to looking over my shoulder I got used to always having a set of a set of moves in my head that if, if I was possibly attacked I know how I would defend myself. I've I've gotten comfortable with the fear with the fear of knowing I might be attacked one day or and knowing that I'm on my own if I do get attacked and that I shouldn't expect security or safety from somebody else and that I shouldn't even expect someone to tell me that they understand where I've been. If ever you hear this, you know yourself, the person I'm talking about. I'm sorry that I judged how you chose to deal with your pain. 
I'm sorry that I rushed you through your healing process because because I felt like your pain was something that should not have been that heavy on you because it wasn't heavy on me. I'm sorry that I did not that I didn't see clearly that you needed space to go deal with your heart. And I'm sorry for not giving you grace when you chose to deal with it how you chose to deal with it. You were right, it had nothing to do with me. The decision you made, it had everything to do with you. And I'm really sorry about that. So if you know anyone who's just wilding out right now, if you're a Christian, you can pray for them. Even if you're not a Christian, just pray for them. And do your best to just sit and listen and even just be quiet. And let them let them deal how they need to deal. But don't trivialize their pain. And don't also feel like how they're acting out is an extreme. It might not even be half of what they're feeling inside. And even if you're not, you can't help them, find them someone who can. I don't know. I, I don't think I have... <laughs> A way to finish this but I just say yeah people are hurting people are hurting and the in this time the most we can give people is grace you can give them space you can let that kid walk out of class because it has it's not them disrespecting you it's them trying to process what they're feeling because the opposite is to throw a chair at you in class and that wouldn't go well for both of you so let them walk out of class it's them not showing up for a cat it's them not calling you back it's it's them cheating on you or if, i hate that phrase doesn't make sense it's them deciding to go mess with somebody else because of how they're feeling inside it's them deciding to just ghost you and never talk to you again Please do that it has nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. Oh, I don't want to do this, but yeah. Jesus, thank you for... Thank you that the one that binds our broken hearts and that you're the one that heals us. And that you desire to heal us from the innermost first before outward healing or whatever. But just, I don't even know how to pray this prayer. But Jesus, help us, help us heal, help us heal.